You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network and you can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them and you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail and at Nada the Scribe. So no Doug today. He was on with us yesterday. You can go check that out on the podcast feed wherever you get it. Nada is back in the saddle and he's here to talk about the depressing Charlotte Hornets performance of last night. Are you ready? Are you excited to talk about this one? Is this why you came back, Nada? Yes, exactly. Depression, misery. This sounds like home. <laughs> I was going to say, you. I mean, hell, you've got a spot here. You've got your own room. Exactly. <laughs> Depression, misery. Oh, we're back to being miserable and looking for the, the silver linings and stuff. Yo, I'm here for this. This, this is right home. Prosperity. Oh, I can't talk about that at all. It smells like home, does it? Yes, this is what we are used to experiencing, except not this year. So, you know, Nada, uh, I did the extra point today, and as yes, I was writing out the script, I was looking at it, mm-hmm. and it felt very eulogy-like, and oh, no. and it, and I I didn't want to go that route, but I think when going subconsciously, right? If I'm wanting to vent to you, if I'm laying down on the therapy couch, you as my therapist, venting to you what I was feeling watching the Hornets against Chicago, it felt like the low point of the season to me. It did. Because this has been a season that has been full of positives for the most part. You know, LaMelo comes out and he's clearly the best player in the draft. Mm -hmm. and He's a top three player under 25, maybe top four or whatever you want to put them. And you look at other players having career years like Terry Gordon Hayward for a while is an all-star consideration. Miles Bridges has had this huge improvement from last season. Jalen McDaniels gives you a couple of games. There were so many positives. This is a team that hit the over set by Vegas with like a month and a half left to go in the season. So many positives and you still can deem it a successful year. Of course it is right. Like, I still di- I, I still think this is a successful year, and I, I don't know if anything can happen that will make me suggest otherwise. No, 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 no. Hold, 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 hold. Can, can I can I say something right quick before I let you get back into this? <laughs> sure, yes, of course. If there's anyone that wants to call this an unsuccessful season, please drop your location. Just <laughs> oh, drop your no. location. Oh I no! Wanna, I, I just want to talk. Oh no! I just want to talk. You're like, swinging? Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. There, there, <laughs> like, like Walker. There is no way. Like, I don't care how bad things get. This season is a success. Do you want to? No, I'm know totally how with it, you on this. By the way, like, I, you know, I, yeah. I understand that you wanted to come in and say, "Hey, look, before we get it too twisted, I just want to make sure everybody knows this is successful." Totally agree with you, right? Like, so many positives have happened. My whole point being is. All of the injuries, unfortunately, I think, have taken away the potential for a surprise party at the end, which was postseason action and yes. even an outright playoff spot. And not, I, I know we spots did, done. Like, yeah, that's done. Yeah, uh, I agree. 
this is for me. I, I feel like this is the low point. So you have a game against Chicago that it's a, it's a big time contest against them. You're talking about a team that is behind you looking to steal one of those play in spots from you, right? Mm-hmm. It's the Wizards who are on a six game winning streak right now. You've got the Heat that are now two and a half games above you. So you kind of squander that tiebreaker that you built against Miami in the first place, because I don't think they're going to be able to catch them. And we still don't know when Malik's going to come back. We don't know for sure when LaMelo is going to come back. It'll we be don't know. It'll uh, be well, we'll see. But we don't know if Gordon Hayward is going to return. That's still a ton of your offense. And this is a team now that's reached a hundred points three times in the last seven games and 110 once. And that was in a loss against Brooklyn who has among the worst defenses in all of the NBA. It's, it's really hard to watch this team offensively, especially when they're not hitting threes. And that was the case again last night, just eight, three pointers hit. Did you feel like this was the lowest point of the Hornets season? Yes, but by default, like at this point, this is what happens like at this point, this is what happens when you're missing seven guys. Like you're missing three of your top seven or four of your top. This has just been a slow battle of attrition, and they've been losing bodies and losing men. I mean, Lamelo's been out for a while. Gordon's been out for a while. PJ's been in and out of the lineup. Devontae's missed time. At some point, there's been at least three of your top seven, if not four of your top seven, that have missed games. And I don't know what people expected. Yeah. Like, this team, unfortunately, just didn't have the horses for a large part of March. And a lot of this, unfortunately, is not their fault. Injuries, freak injuries just happen. And especially it happens a lot when the schedule is so compacted. So if you want to rage at somebody, rage at the NBA for feeling that they needed to avoid like Olympic badminton or gymnastics this year. Rage at the NBA because quite honestly, that's the only, those are the only people who are at fault for such a compressed television schedule, compressed schedule, what have you. So at this point, I get why this feels like a low point, but at the same time, don't let this low point take away what was really a successful season and continues to be a very successful season because none of these injuries are long-term career career altering injuries at this point so let's 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 just look at it like that please and and that's fine and but i i put emphasis on a couple things you said it can be unfortunate and you also don't have to hold it against them and that's i think that's the area i reside in you can say how it because it sucks because this was a team that had a fully healthy or even you know close to fully healthy This was a team that I think was legitimately competing for a five spot, which means you would have had a competitive first round series. And that makes it worth it, man. That would have been fun. And so they were legitimately competing for that five spot. Even if you don't think they were going to get a four five, even if you get a six and you get an outright playoff berth, you could say, yeah, it doesn't matter. They're just going to get destroyed by Milwaukee. And you're right. But I disagree with you in saying that it doesn't matter. You know, I, oh, I think no, that would have been that would have been pretty cool to see them get a six spot, even if they would have gotten destroyed by Milwaukee. And now they're not going to get an outright playoff berth. The play in tournament, I don't feel nearly as confident as I used to. You know, I, I it's there's 14 games left, I believe. 
Mm-hmm. I just mentioned how far the Wizards are. They're only three games back. Chicago three and a half. They've got another game against the Wizards and the Bulls. Now, the Wizards, I believe, are the last game of the season. So if you've got guys back at some point, then you literally have them back for the Wizards. And you know that for a fact, if they return, who knows about Chicago, which is going to be taking place in uh, maybe like a, a week and a half or something and like they that. And they own the t- tiebreaker at this point, too. Yeah, yeah. So... You know, I, I just I that's what I felt last night. It was just it was a drubbing. They couldn't score like Devontae led the team in scoring and had 16 and he threw up some bad shots it, just like everybody. Jalen McDaniels couldn't score to save his life when scoreless like the first 27 minutes. You know, Terry wasn't there to bail you out. PJ played 13 minutes in this one. You know, I mean, he played 13 minutes late uh, in the game when I checked that box score and then he ended up. Yeah, just 13 total goes one of four after having a couple of good games. And I'll say this real quickly, too, before we move on, just to, I, I'm sorry that I just keep pouring the negativity on. Didn't it feel like Eric Collins and Del Curry didn't Yo, have, they were deflated it, it deflated I, as hell. Like, I also think like the one thing I'll give them is that whoever the camera crew was in Chicago did them no favors <laughs> no like the studio crew in chicago like it was a sanitized clean like it was boring there, you didn't catch any vibes like i don't know if it was the speakers were, were down the rim speakers were down in Chica- in the united center or something but that was just a bad broadcast and it you could feel it affect the the guys with you could feel it affect eric and dell like that was just a weird scenario because think about the Miles Bridges dunk, that that was just an absolute. I, that, yeah. that was the sole highlight of that game. But think about ha- how sanitized that was, man. Like, so here, here's a question I have for you, Nada, because you're right, and and that that's one of the highlights I went to as well. They were, you know, they gave a little bit on it. It's not the typical Eric stuff. It's wild speculation, but hell, we're not a journalistic integrity. You know, we're not the most. Not on this, at least. Yeah, no. yeah, we can. You know, we don't have a ton of integrity every once in a while. But I hope that Eric Collins isn't getting affected by that article, right? Like, you know, it, it was a, it was a, it was a bad game. It was a bad game last night. And it clearly is out in NBA circles because you saw Adam Amin's call, which was phenomenal, right? Like, I love yeah. that Adam Amin came to bad for Eric when he said, oh, oh, sorry, hum diddly D, you know, whatever. Just let me be boring. I, I'm glad that Adam Amin had that kind of call uh, when Miles Bridges had that dunk. I just I just hope that Eric isn't paying attention to any of that. I'm not saying it's infiltrating his mind and affecting his job. I just hope that he knows 95% of the people love it and the other five can, you know, don't get me started. No, do don't get me started else. on that defective defector article. Let, right. Let's get to the next segment before I th- before I have a conniption <laughs> on that one. But it did. But I guess the point being, yeah, man, it felt and, and they even Eric Collins. He'll try to find the most positive of things to talk about, and he tried a little bit. He's like, hey, you know, Grant Riller, three field goals made. Awesome to see that. Hey, how about some Charlotte kids for Chicago? But even he, you could hear, was like, man subpar performance for the Hornets tonight, you know, like he usually doesn't do that stuff. Um, Look at this point with him, like there, I'm surprised we have not tried to give him a Michelob ultra the way they're playing. (laughs) He may get it next week anyway. So who knows? Like stay tuned. But for right now, I just like, I really just think that was a bad night. It was the environment was not conducive for Hornets wins for positive Hornets broadcasts. Like there were a lot of factors. And again, the schedule, like 
Eric's human, uh, Dell's human. There's only so much Red Bull. There's only so much coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and to, that, yeah. like, these are a lot of late night games compacted into one schedule. And you know what? I feel for them, man. I really do. Well, yeah, and, and again, it's it's not even you know I don't even know if the discipline was lost. It's just it seemed deflated, and it was just that. That's my point, right? Just I, everything, everything felt bad about last night A- after the first, the second, the third, the final quarter of action, the whole aura around it. It just felt bad watching the Hornets play Chicago, and that's not a feeling we're used to this year. We've had so much fun, and last night was anything but. We've got a couple more segments to go here on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Stay tuned for all for uh, more positivity. We've got plenty of it coming up next. Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked on Hornets. I kicked the outlet past Doug and I let him run with it because you know what? He's going to do something that's going to be funnier than what I can do right now. I recognize <laughs> <Okay>. my limitations <laughs> and I'm going from there. Wow. That's a lot of that pressure. That was a lot of self-reflection within that teeing it up oh, for Doug. Man. <laughs> God. <laughs> Got a little dark there. Don't, yeah, it really did. Uh, we did. We mentioned um, self lo- self loathing yesterday, <laughs> and now we mentioned this. Not are you okay, buddy? We're gonna we're gonna talk through it. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. The Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. You can follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes Pod for the latest draft news, of course, and stay tuned for more info about our live NFL Draft coverage, again, on the Locked On Podcast Network. And that's for you, Doug. Corporate Doug, I'm sure, is listening. I made sure I was on my best behavior yesterday when Corporate Doug was on the mic, so I made sure I pounded those promos a little bit harder. Make sure you go check out the NFL draft coverage and make sure you tell him Walker sent you so I can get a raise and maybe share it with Nada if he is good to me on the pod. Wait, 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 (laughs) baby. Ain't no maybe to that. You sharing that, bro. Um, We're going to be also talking about some of the tweets that we've had over the past week. That's going to come up in the last segment. I feel like we haven't done that last couple of times. So we'll go explain our tweets a little bit. Some good news hitting David Walker uh, just last week. And uh, got some funny ones from Nada as myself just explaining some things. So we'll get to that here in just a moment as well. So what were some of the other things, you know, that you noticed last night, Nada? You know, for, for me... Uh, the, the rotation, I mean, Borrego is yeah. is going kind of crazy right now, you know, trying to yeah, find no, yeah. something. Yeah, no, the, like that that was one thing because I saw this quote from Rod Boone this morning from Borrego and I found it really interesting because he's like, maybe there's something we can do. I'm not married to the starting lineup. We could see a different group tomorrow. Do you know what I hear when I see that? When I see, some, see a quote like that? What's that? I think of Will Smith. In I Am Legend, continuing to say, I can save this. I can fix this. (laughs) And I applaud him for trying. But, bruh, the the horses just ain't there. You got the angry fan. The the fans are the mutated humans banging on the glass door trying to get in. And Borrego is saying, I can fix you. I can fix this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's out here trying to tell people he can fix this. And you know what? Yo, sometimes it can't be fixed. I applaud him for trying. Like... Lord knows I applaud him for trying, but at the same time, this is one of those situations where, like, I get you got to do what you got to do, but at this point, this can't be fixed. Yeah, like, you know, like me and Doug talked about, yeah, and, and, and sorry, yeah, me and Doug were talking about this yesterday, too, 
And Eric Collins even mentioned it on the on the broadcast yesterday that Biz has kind of fallen out of the rotation. I mean, clearly he has. We know this. And yet Borrego feels the need to go to him for 11 minutes. You know, he scores four points. He misses a pretty bad layup on one end on a slip pass. I forget who it was from. I think it might have been a Martin Twin. I'm not sure. And then I think so. Here's a, the sequence of plays, by the way. So two plays like maybe within three plays of each other. Right. Bismack rolls to the basket on the left side, misses a layup. I think he says he got fouled. I didn't see anything. It was a, it was a pretty poor finish at the rim. The next time around, or maybe it was the, the time after that, Terry Rogier has a chance to feed biz roll into the basket. He looks at him. I don't think I'm I, I, I didn't go back and watch it, but I feel like watching this live. Terry looks at him and then puts up the floater. And it wasn't a bad shot, but if you have maybe Zeller or Washington or another offensively capable center, I feel like you're hitting that. And I felt like Terry knew who was the recipient of that potential pass and decided to take the shot himself. And I don't even, you know, I would play Cody Zeller more. You know, it's only 14 minutes, but more than biz, not a come on. I mean, Cody, I, I would play Cody more. At this point, the, from what I saw yesterday, I, out of the two veteran centers that I saw, what I saw was a lot of people, a lot of give up and a lot of people aging rapidly. Like Cody, that, that third quarter from Cody was the worst quarter I think I've ever seen in his career, quite honestly. <laughs> I, that, he, that was, and maybe, maybe so, but. Cody, I, I mean, Cody is just a guy that needs a little bit more minutes, but I'm not even mad at Borrego because I know that he's trying to go with some different lineups. And I think even, you know, he stuck with Vernon Carey, but defensively, you know, Vooch was just missing shots at the rim a little bit last night at the beginning. Yep. But he was getting there. You know, Vernon wasn't providing any, any resistance and, and, and Nicola knew it, you know, like they, they'd feed yeah. him and then he would take Vernon right under the basket and then he'd shoot it. And I think he missed a couple of shots, but he would end up having a pretty decent night, eight of 13 with 18 uh, points and 16 rebounds, six assists as well. It was a nice stat line for Vooch against the Charlotte Hornets, but it, it was, it was rough to see. And then this whole, you know, speaking more of the rotation, you know, PJ plays 13 minutes it, it's mm-hmm. almost I'm not going to say they threw in the towel. They certainly did late like any team would when you throw Nick Richards in and Grant Riller nine and three minutes. But it, it was just, man, this thing was over from the get go in the third quarter. They separated their lead once more. And it was like, man, we're, we're just we just don't have it tonight. Like there's not any part of us coming back in this game. Yeah, no, they didn't have it last night. And it was and the problem is at this point, you know, if they're going to be competitive in a game for at least a little bit, if they hit threes. And they got to hit a berserk amount of threes. It's not one of those things that you know, okay, they've hit enough threes to where there isn't going to be a regression to the mean. No. You know that unless they – because the big thing is once they hit threes, they fall, they get three happy, and they don't really attack the basket like that anymore. Or, they clo- or people start closing out and adjusting defenses. And then, unfortunately, because the pieces of uh, are the way they are at this point, there's really no counterpunch. I, I I don't know. Like, there's a lot of this that we just I, need guys I, I, back, man. I mean, that's what it is. Exactly. It, you, and but the only pretty desperate the only other for thing, The only other thing, though, Walker, at this point is just what do, what is Lamelo coming back to? What is Malik coming back to? Because if this is one of those situations where you're not really coming back to much. Then what are we doing here? Yeah, you're saying like just go ahead and hold off on bringing Lamelo back. 
No, not even that. Because I think I think it matters because I think it matters that there's some some rookie of the year nominee. I do think going for the rookie of the year, no matter what, is important. And I also, because I tweeted this out and I wanted to bring this up because I saw this in my mentions a little bit. What again? All the we should tank out and get to out of, out of the complete play in spot. And I I've said this and I wanted to kind of well I'll do and explain your tweets in the second segment and in the third segment, <laughs> but. The I, I again I said I don't see how the thirteenth or fourteenth pick in this draft helps more helps the Hornets more than a play at least a playing game. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. You know, like it it's too late. Like it's it's too late for that. You know, they've already won too many games, and and I'm I'm one that even thinks there's a time and place for that type of thing to happen, and, and I even think that the Charlotte Hornets there's a real shot that they could fall below Chicago and, and, you know, certainly Washington and I guess even Toronto, you know, they've got a positive point differential. It's the only team outside of the top six teams in the East that actually has a positive point differential this season. They've won four straight. So there's a shot for the Hornets to fall below all the way to, you know, I guess the 13th seed there. I mean, there's a shot. I don't think that happens, but even if you do, I mean, yeah, you're, it's it's not worth it, in my opinion, too, to jump up just the couple of spots you do in the draft in order to to lose all of these games. No, but and the also the other thing with that Walker, and this is why I really do believe this: you have too many guys that are coming up for contracts soon. Think about it like this: you have Devonte Graham and you have Malik Monk up this year. You have Miles Bridges, who you who's probably going to want an extension, probably in October who you're going to have to make a decision on. P.J. Washington is after that. You have so many guys that you need to figure out either getting extensions or whether they're going to be part of this team long term. The only way that you can determine any of this and do it with with clear eyes is is a playoff atmosphere type stress test. That's the only way that you can determine any of this. Because as we know... The 16 games that you win in the playoffs matter more than the 82 that you that that it takes to get you there, or 72 in this, in yeah. this regard. Um, yeah, and I, and, and even you know, and I know you mentioned this too before we go to the third segment. I do think Lamelo and Malik they help a lot, just because what those guys provide are two creators on offense that this team desperately needs just to bail them out in the half court, just to make something happen when things go stagnant and Terry can't be the hero because I mean, we know Terry's primary game is not creating. I mean, he's gotten better in that aspect and and we can give him credit for that. And, you know, we know he's an elite uh, catch and shooter in the league. I mean, he's, he's demonstrated himself as an elite guy in that category and it's been awesome to see and we can give him credit for improving, but he's still not LaMelo. He's not Malik in that aspect. And those guys could help so much in the half court. Just create. Just with Malik attacking the rim. LaMelo hitting threes and facilitating. It's a lot for this Hornets team to lose. And then, you know, Gordon would certainly help just be a stabilizer as well. So we'll see about the injuries. But, man, it's really taken a toll on them after they were able to stay afloat after LaMelo's injury going 4-1 and one with a loss only coming to the Phoenix Suns in overtime. 
a couple more. They, they really hurt the Hornets just like they would any NBA franchise. All right, let's explain some tweets coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. But first, I'm going to give some love, as I often do, to Built Bar because they're delicious. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, salted caramel, so many different flavors that you can go check out. And I believe Coconut Brownie Chunk is also on BuiltBar.com. It was the winner of Built Bar Madness. All of them are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious person as well, whether they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They've got plenty of benefits, and you get a free cooler with your purchase as well. While supplies last, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's have some fun after a depressing episode that's coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. You have gone to that in an after school special show (laughs) and you've gone to that in a shoe show with David Walker, the OG. You have gone back to the clerk's well for so many different references. It's quite impressive. Because here's the thing, though. Clerks, Clerks 1 and Clerks 2 tell you everything you need to know about the service industry and for the most part about life. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked on and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaConfora, and Brian Baldinger. We brought out the big guns for this one. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. You can search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C. Why? All right, let's get to some tweets. Not a, uh, I've got a few here. I thought Bobby, Bobby Brzezinski, shout out, Crib, 730 the game. He put out a good question. With the Super League debacle that took place, <laughs> Bobby asked what was the worst rule that's ever happened in sports. And a lot of people, it got some decent engagement. It was pretty fun to try to think of that. And for some reason, you know, I don't know if it's the worst ever, but it's just the one that popped up first in my mind. Do you remember when the NBA changed basketballs that they play with in 2006 and it was a David Stern driven thing and he was just adamant that I went back and did some research on this too there was a vice article written in 2017 that did a really good job detailing all of it so David Stern was just so adamant that this basketball was just better and players absolutely (laughs) hated it and Steve and Steve Nash was talking about like yeah my hands are done like my hands are bleeding they're cracked they're messed up. Shaq hated it. So many players were like, why are we changing it? This basketball that we've played with for so long, it works extremely well. It lasts a couple of months. And then you get to December before it's like, all right, we're going to move back to the old basketball. Spalding had to uh, replay, had to give people their money back who had bought the, the new balls. A, what It was just a complete debacle when Sturd tried to do that. Yes. Yeah, no, that was a complete debacle, and it's hilarious, too, because it's just one of those things, like, this is what what happened, like, change for change's sake is always bad. Change for change's sake is always bad. There's got to be a motivation. There's got to be an impetus to do something. Like, if this is going to improve stuff, cool, but that was just change for change's sake, and I can't anyone convince me any different than that. (laughs) Well, and then what was funny after all of that, when they went back to what the players had originally wanted, the players were so mad at that point. They were like, well, hell, man, like now we've already gone through off season and we've gone through the first couple months of the year. 
I'm starting to get used to this a little bit more. Let's just finish out the year with it. And so like David Stern couldn't win. It, it, it was a bad yeah. idea from the get go. And then he couldn't win. Another tweet I had this week, UNCG Nada, they named a new coach mm-hmm. and his name is Mike Jones. Mike Jones. <laughs> and when they named Mike Jones, they named Mike Jones. He comes over from Radford after Wes Miller went to Cincinnati. And as I do, right, for Sports Center CLT, I check hip hop history, albums that were released on this day, however many years ago, whose birthday it is, who died, which is happening way too frequently this week, by the way. Yeah, RIP Shock G. Uh, Black Rob, goodness gracious. I mean, it's awful right yeah. now. So just that kind of thing, right? Just honoring different songs, albums, artists, whatever. I swear to you, Nada, on the day that UNCG named their head coach, who is Mike Jones, that was like the 16th year anniversary of Mike Jones releasing Who is Mike Jones? <laughs> I mean, yeah. oh, wow. unreal. It was on an anniversary. It's one thing wow. for everybody to say that joke, who, after they tweet out the new hire. It's another thing for them to have done it on the anniversary. Wild stuff. Yeah, that, that is absolutely wild. Um Still, you know, we. I might need to listen to Still Tipping right now at this point. Like, <laughs> I, I, I might have to. Go ahead. I'm not going to blame you one bit. Let's shout out David Walker as well, who joined us on the pod uh, Friday. And we were talking mm-hmm. about some of the shoes that he was interested in talking about. One of them was the new Jordan 3s that were released. And he said on the podcast, you know, there's no way I'm going to get them. They're going to be too hot. <laughs> Everyone's going to want them badly. And so there's just no way I'm going to be able to take care of it. But... What ended up happening is he got him. He got he got the shoes. So he got the pair of threes that I want so badly. Like, here's the thing. They got some cool gray threes that are apparently available now on um, on Foot Locker. So you might need to go as soon as we're done recording this. You may need to go check Foot Locker and go buy yourself a pair of cool gray threes. I need it. I need to. I, I need it. Do you have a pair of threes, Nada? Do you even own one? I don't. Again, I don't like the threes. You don't. So again, it's just I, me and David that like them. Yeah, it's just you and David. And the big thing about it, this is, and this is what I'm surprised you didn't bring up. Last time I said I didn't, I didn't like something, I'm buying a pair. Because remember, I bought those. Again, I said I didn't like Air Max 95s. What do I do? I buy a pair of New York City themed Air Max 95s next week because it was available and it was on sale. So <laughs> there's that part. Yes. Um, that's not a bad part either. All right, Nada, you said you had one tweet you wanted to go over. I had one. I do have one. And and this goes and this uh, let me set the scene because I know you saw that um Carolina Panthers vir- that Carolina Panthers video with Sam Darnold and um and, and basically imitating hot ones because he had never had southern food. So <laughs> right. they put out they put out like some barbecue, they put out some mashed potatoes. It was a very two Americas thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's very two Americas. But I saw old co-worker of mine, Mac from Chris McLean from WFNZ talk about there's no such thing as too much sauce on barbecue. And I just again this this is where my tweet came from. I do not know who needs to hear this, mm-hmm. but if you're relying on a ton of sauces to make your barbecue edible. The problem is the meat you're eating isn't seasoned properly. Thank you. I'm with you. Totally with you. Like, 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 I hate to be like, here's the thing. If you are relying on sauces to make anything good, then fam, you can't cook. Like, 
And sauce is okay, but I think what's happening is when we talk about the different bases of sauce, what allows it to what allows Carolina barbecue to work is when you have the vinegar-based sauce because it lets the meat do the talking, and so you can put that meat on there. But when you allow that sauce to do the to let the meat say, "Hey, no, I'm here, and I want you to taste the actual flavor rather than just messing it up with this mustard-based sauce or whatever," then that's why North Carolina barbecue is superior. Well, I'm, see, I'm I'm not even going to get into that because again, I'm going to pick sides, and someone again, I know I know Charlotte Sports Despair is going to be in my mentions, so I'm not going to do that today. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to say, season your meat properly before you do this. Season your, season your brisket, season your pork, season whatever you want to do. If you're doing pulled chicken, season the meat mm-hmm. properly. Once you do that, you don't really need sauce. We need sauces and sauces is like well for barbecue you need it. Like I mean you not, not real. It's it's again if you do it right you don't need much. You don't need need much. Yeah, if you do I'm, it right. I, I get it to a certain point. I gave my opinion. You gave your opinion on it as well. We need to go uh, on a tour through Walker Spice Rack again. I've added a couple more. I feel like so. What? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, you know what? You know what? Uh, next Wednesday we'll do it. We'll do it one of these days next week. Okay. We'll absolutely yeah. go through the Spice Rack. Go go through the tour. I mean, I I literally picked up my computer and my microphone and was rolling around in my Spice Rack trying yes. to figure out which one I had. I'll, I'll still remember. I felt so good when you guys were praising me for having garam masala look you again you became a grown-up that day walker I did. in my eyes you became a grown-up i grew up um all right that'll do it for today on the locked on hornets podcast part of the locked on podcast network always appreciate your support we'll see what happens tonight they do have a game against cleveland by the way I didn't even mention that second night of a back-to-back gonna be playing cleveland we didn't mention that for a reason <laughs> yeah i did Whew. or the boston game on sunday yeah we'll see we'll see what ends up happening tonight against cleveland a team they've struggled with a little bit this season and we can see what happens with boston it was a drubbing that they uh, played uh the the most recent game that they had against the celtics so we'll see what happens but always appreciate your support tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of locked on nba hollinger and duncan uh really any show on the locked on podcast network have a great weekend we'll be back with you on monday